Hello, strangers, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast, where we roll dice, murder evil. And if you like us, tell us with your beautiful comments and stars. Now, let's tell some stories. When last we left our heroes, they were on our way to Phandalin in order to track down leads in hopes of finding Mars Bruno. Unfortunately, they found out a terrible demonic corruption has taken hold of the area and quickly spreading out. Phandalin itself has been overrun by a mysterious dragon and its rider. Let's join them now as they figure out what to do next. Alright, so, uh, yeah. so are we done with that? We'll be outside. That's uh, Titans of Steel. Oh, thank you very much for your service. Oh, uh, by like the way, a... were you in Phandalin when the attack happened? Oh, yeah. There was, um, there was a, a priestess of Timora that was stationed there. Do you uh, have any idea what may have happened to her? She took a few people in, uh, took them to the, uh, to where I guess there's a, there's a tavern with a great, uh, uh, uh Minotaur Sunrise, by the way. By oh, a zombie, yeah. nonetheless, dressed up as a pirate. Oh, funny enough, still a gentleman. Oh. Made excellent drinks. Right fine bloke he is. Hmm. And that's last you saw Anyway, she, uh, yeah, she, she went there, took some people in, said that uh, there's apparently some uh, underground place they can probably uh, hold out for if they need to. Oh. We got cut off by the dragon, you see, and the forces and such, so uh, it was the only way for her to maybe survive. Well, that is clever. And uh, hopefully she... Uh... We'll know the spells that'll be able to keep all of them alive in the meantime. At the very least, you could probably make them some gruel. Right. right. Nothing wrong with a little gruel now and then. Makes you feel good about yourself, you know? Like you're really on an adventure. Well, we've had different experiences, but I appreciate your point of view. (laughs) But, uh, again, thank you for your service. Is there anything the uh, Titans of Steel can do for you, sir? We worked for Grit. We loved Grit. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he instituted uh, Sunday Fun Day. Well, that that does seem appropriate. Yeah. yeah. And Tuesdays are picnic days. Really got the morale up with everyone, you know. Hmm. Well, nothing I can think of at the moment. Um, you are mercenaries. Oh yeah. Well, from what I understand, there's a a dragon in Fandolin. I'm sure we'll be about to slay in it here presently. Oh, we're going to do that for fun, yeah. I mean, probably die, but, I mean, what a better way to go, right? Well, then it seems like our interests are temporarily aligned. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you guys want to go against the dragon itself, right, I mean, that's fine by me. Uh, There are a lot of, like, you know, little little guys that we can take care of, right? I'm not particularly uh, selfish about the dragon situation. All right. But uh, you, uh... Well, any assistance you uh, may be able to provide will be greatly appreciated, I'm sure. All right. They, uh, they walk out of the tent. And, After giving uh, you a Titans of Steel salute, which is like crossing their arms in front of themselves like an X. That's very popular these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They make a lot of clanging sound with their, with their steel. All right. I will follow them out of the tavern as my work there is done. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, so I've left the tent. So, uh, so what have you found out about the attack? Standard dragon rider could just go kill the dragon and be done with our day. Yeah, yeah. So Matilda's 
coming back to meet up with everybody again. And, uh, yeah. Hey guys, uh, ready to go kill some stuff? Or should we wait till morning? Yeah, we you were just to... making camp, so I wouldn't mind uh, if we rested for the evening and okay. went to go murder in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, the spell can give these people a good meal tonight as well. Well, some of them. It only feeds about a dozen folk. Okay. From the cage, there's the uh, kobold that's in the. Uh, that's oh, in we camp. haven't talked to the kobold yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but he he rattles the cage a little bit. It's like meatball hungry. Meepo hungry. Yeah, do you know why we have a caged kobold? No, I forgot to ask. Meepo hungry. Oh. Hey, why is there a caged kobold? Um, Dunk comes up. He's like, uh, he was part of the attack, but he uh, laid down his arms and said that uh, he gives up, he surrenders, and uh, we. it's been some debate. We don't really trust him <clears throat> because, you know... Uh, they killed a lot of our people, right? So uh, he could be a spy for them or something? I, mean, I don't know. Did this kobold actually kill anybody? Well, I don't think so. He looks kind of harmless, really. He looks really harmless, yeah, I know. But uh... Hey, Meepo, you kill anybody? Meepo, don't kill people. Meepo upset. Why were you sorry. in that group full of people killing people? Meepo's family. But Meepo's family... They... They do bad things. Meepo remember when 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 humans helped him out. And and he kind of points at uh he points at Tyr. He's like, an elf lady helped me with good Barry. Uh -huh. Meepo remember the good things, and we shouldn't kill people. Well, that seems pretty cut and dry. Coercion. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and Dunk looks at you. He's like, look, you're the uh, lord of the land. You uh, you want to let him go? Let him go. I wasn't caught up in a lot of uh, inner politics here, but no one can stop you from doing it, right? Yeah, that seems like a lot of paperwork we don't need. <laughs> I'm just gonna go and open up the cage. Get out of here, Meepo. Get on. Get. Meepo uh, Meepo walks like five steps out. Before he goes, Vladislav's gonna toss him some food, some rations he has. Yeah, you want some dinner, buddy? Meepo's so hungry. Yeah, come eat. Really? Yeah. And he, and he looks at everyone suspiciously, but he, uh, and kobolds have like a dog-like look to them. So he mm -hmm. looks, he kind of like sniffs up in the air. Mm, the food, food smells good. Food smells really good. Terry's going to slice off a piece of the ham that's just sitting on the table. Oh. Oh, come on, fix the poor guy a plate. Jeez. <laughs> Bunch of savages. Matilda makes him a plate of food. Okay. Meepo comes over to the table and starts uh, eating with you guys, just just gnawing on all the food. See, I I I told everyone else that that Meepo meet good people and they 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 help him. So good people are there. Yeah. You help people, not kill them. Yeah. Can you can you tell us anything about these these bad people with the dragon and stuff? He looks off into the distance. And he. Oh, we praised her. She was a healer, a great healer. She brought back our dragon. Our dragon was was murdered. And what color was this dragon? It was. It used to be a green dragon. Oh, that may have been me. Yeah, it did kill that dream green dragon once. It was in causing the jungle. problems. It was in the jungle. Oh, no, this one was around Fandolin causing trouble. Mm. 
that first replaced her, the dragon turned dark, and she made us all leave the jungle. So... She? Now it's an undead dragon? Hmm. It was alive, and then it died, and then the great era brought her back, and we praised her. Our dragon was back. Yeah, when it was back, did it have, like, I don't know, lots of rotten flesh and bone and smell bad? It did not smell pleasant. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. No. And what happened to your family? Mm. Ooh, probably some stabby stab. Uh, Victor makes a stabbing motion. I mean, are they okay now? Or are they trapped? Or I could see through her. She was not like the others. There were good people who came and helped us out. And then, and then she came and we let her into our family. And she's bad. I think she's bad. Who is she? Do you know who she is? She calls herself Sasha. Sasha. Yes. Okay. And she said that she's going to lead us to greatness. Okay. Lead our dragon to greatness. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, yeah. Plan's the same, we just go. We, we went to cave first. Cave. And we brought out magic thing from a cave. What was the magic thing? What did it look like? Oh, and he uh, he starts scratching out on the table mm -hmm. like what it looks like. And it yeah. looks like um, looks like a like a large anvil of some sort. Um, okay. Victor, you would recognize this as um, the Echo Caves um, yeah. magic anvil. We dug it out. She wanted it. She wanted it out in the open. Yeah, that can't be good. I've seen that thing. What does it do? You know, I don't remember. I was not paying attention much back in those days. According to Fateman Devru, was not yeah. the thing responsible for it here? No, that was like a. Was it? No, yeah. was it? Yeah. It's not just anvil, but he draws out the uh, like a fire pit. There that's, we go. That's because I thought there was a, like a fire, a cauldron thing. Yeah, that's that's it. It was a set. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds right. That's coming back to me. That's where he enchanted his hail. That's why it looks so magical now. I mean, it was amazing beforehand. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's all just the magic, but now. Gives her that uh, je ne sais quoi, hmm. that little elixir juge. <laughs> but it's just kind of like running his fingers through his hair and he's looking up like he's thinking. Uh, I would like to do a history check and then a bit of insight. Okay. Um, so history check on the items that he's describing. Okay. And then insight to see what this Sasha might be doing with them. Okay. Okay. I love it. Roll twice. All right. Uh, history is going to be 25. Insight, 17. Jeez. All right. It was almost like you were there back when uh, Victor had saved Fandolin. Uh, mm -hmm. And they found that... You know this because um, as a person who tries to find highly valuable, very rare um, artifacts, mm -hmm. this was an artifact that the... Fires are made of magic, and they can never go out. And okay. the, and anything you create with this, at least back in the day, um, any the 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 fable would go that when you create something with this, it becomes magical. Okay. So it just becomes magical whenever you use the anvil or mm -hmm. use the the fire 
Um, and now you're piecing together that like, yeah, Franklin mentioned that he just kind of waved his hair through the fire and he was, uh, he had magical hair forever. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea there is that this, this is a, this is one of those artifacts that was thought to be lost for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And now you're finding out for the first time, it's not actually lost. Obviously, an artifact like this could be, um, wars could be fought over it, that type of thing. So some people would try to keep it a secret. Other organizations would try to get it. You know that the Red Mages, in general, had always sought after this type of thing, too. Yeah. It just be something that they would they'd be great with. Yeah, yeah. Um, an insight for what Sasha could be using this with. Taking all of your, all the stuff you guys have rolled together, you can, you can probably ascertain at this point that it is highly likely that she has some kind of ritual that she's placed, some kind of weather control ritual, and on top of that, maybe something else that is being, this is like the battery power to it. Mm, okay. That's likely gonna keep it going, but it mm. needs to like, now, the, maybe not the weather ritual, because that started way beforehand. Right. But something, something. else is uh, is obviously at work here. And she's right. probably using this uh, this set, this uh, these artifacts of power to power it, to make it even, Bigger, greater, badder, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Good, good. All right. So, yeah, Meepo, I don't know what your deal is, but uh, I'm sure a lot of these folks are going to be heading out to Missport. Missport's a pretty accepting city, so I'm sure you could uh, find uh, find some livelihood there, or you could uh, run off into the wilderness. I'm not really sure what it is that you want out of life. Have you ever given that any thought? What's your What's your five year plan, Meepo? Meepo, Meepo loved Dragon, and uh-huh. then Dragon was everything to Meepo. Yeah, Dragon's gone, but family. what's your new plan? Meepo don't know. Okay. Meepo thinking of this for first time since you just said it. Yeah. All right, so why don't you go on to Missport, find yourself a new lifestyle, and uh, try to do some good. Meepo want to do good. Payback go. adventurers for helping him. Maybe go. Meepo be adventurer. Yeah, why don't, uh, all right, so when you get back to Miss Port, uh, just go out, go and look for the, uh, the, the, uh, the Gentleman's Guild, and they'll get you set up. Uh, if you want to do good, then they can help you along the way. There's good dragons around, right? There's stories. Around here? No. no I've never met Meepo one. done with dragon. Yeah. Meepo done. Let's get him off dragon the dragon train. Dragon breaking Meepo's heart. First they die, and then they're back, but they're back in evil. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that dragon was evil to begin with. So. Meepo! Sure, I was just trying to give him, you know, kind of what he wants, but in a better way. Fine. You know what? Victor knows best. So, yeah. good luck, Meepo. Meepo uh, looks over at Tiri, kind of sniffs at her, and goes, Do you have good battery? Like other elf who helped me. Damn it, James. Do you have a good battery? It saved my life. I, I, I don't have any good batteries on me, sorry. All right. Well, Meepo thinking about self now. Meepo think that maybe Meepo will figure himself out. Tiri knows the elf probably that he's talking of. She's turning a bright shade of crimson. You smell like elf. Where did you see this elf? What did she look like? In jungle. And then he describes her. And he describes her in a way that... Well, it's Meepo describes like She looked like elf! And sometimes she turned into bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of them bear elves. I've heard bear elf. Him. Did she say her name? Never said her name to me. Okay. But she saved me. And so I save you. Cool. One day. Yeah. Thank you, Meep. 
You have good outlook. Meepo thankful. I apologize, dear. I didn't mean to poo-poo your dragon idea. Dragons are poo-poo. Meepo proudly proclaims as he slams a, a, a crimson goblet that's bigger than he can really handle. That's can right, Meepo drink from these? Yes. This smells nice. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. He just starts lapping it up. Just starts drinking, drinking, drinking. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you drunk meeple. All right. So, uh, yeah, everybody. Okay. I'm going to turn down. Know, get some rest. Yes. We got a big day tomorrow. Yeah, sounds good. Yep. Who wants to play smell the foot? <laughs> the, the, no I think thanks. we all walk away. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pass. I got things to do. Right. Okay. My schedule's all full up on not smelling the foot. <laughs> I'm going to swim now! <laughs> he goes and he's starts swimming in a little little river nearby. Yeah. Yep, I'm gonna go uh Let's call back. walk the spider for a little bit. <laughs> and then turn in. Um, Is that I'm a euphemism? A... No. That's <laughs> <laughs> not. As you do that, there's a uh, the guy with the horse that was kind of out there in the front. Uh -huh. Um he goes Hey, hey, would yeah. your spider like a, a peach? Maybe. Well, we got some nice peaches here. So he, he has okay. a bucket, and it's uh, obviously rotten peaches. <laughs> your spider like a, a peach? Just pick the nicest one. They're all that, nice, though. They're um, they're a little... Uh, a, a little beautiful, that's right. They're just my buckets of joy. But, uh, I tell you what. You take, you take two peaches now. Uh-huh. And you're going to want two peaches later. So I'm going to give you these two peaches now. Uh-huh. Look over at his horse, and somehow, without saying it, his horse seems to be rolling its eyes. By the way, I'm Wilson, and this is my horse, Wilson. Wilson. Wilson and Wilson. And Wilson. Yeah. And these are your peaches. Oh, the the greatest peaches in all the land. When when did you pick these peaches? Oh, I pick them around here. I was but the peach picker of Fandolin. Like a year ago? <laughs> what? No, I pick these every morning, and his horse seems to, like, shake its head no. Ah. Uh, Perhaps your spider has better peach taste, then. I mean... Come on, big fella. Spider? So, you know, the spider might like some rotten well, peaches. He uh, tosses two peaches at your spider, catches them in midair. Uh-huh. And the spider goes, like, has, like, a little... <gasps> Oh, the spider won't even eat them. Oh, and it like that's... shakes it off a little bit. But it's a spider. I mean, whoo, those are. Well, if you have any, uh, if you reconsider at all, you know where to find Wilson and Wilson's. You know, if peach picking if service. If you put these in a vat. Yeah. And you know, you uh, you you set up some copper piping. Yeah. All right, I'm with you so far. You're gonna you hear need... that, Wilson? Taking notes. You're gonna need a little fire. You know, I think I think you might be able to do something. You know, just let that fermentation process kind of continue and do some filtering. That seems highly complex for a peach picking operation. I, you know, but it could be worth it. The ferment the peach. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
make some uh, some peach brandy. Oh, now you're talking. I didn't even think about that, being all worried about my peaches in their natural raw state. But now that you think about it. Mm. Yeah. See? You hear that, Wilson? I think you, we're going to be in the booze industry soon. You no longer have to worry about the uh, freshness of your peaches, because I know that's a struggle, picking them every day. Every <laughs> every day. I get out in the morning, and I pick these peaches so they're pretty and beautiful. Right. Every, each and every it, one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So you just, you know... Take your time and look. You tell your friends to come back over here and get some peaches too. All right, but until then, I'm going to start sketching out this idea for some peach brandy. You you, you do that. Yeah, you might would... become an entrepreneur. I think that's an excellent plan, Wilson. What do you think, Wilson? Look over at the horse. The horse uh, nods its head, and then yeah. it has a look in its eyes like you need to. You should probably leave now. Yeah. All right. Please well, don't uh, talk to him anymore because. <laughs> I gotta finish uh, walking my spider around. You know, these, these eight legs need stretching, so. All right, then. Well, until I get on that uh, brandy, just let everybody know. No one's getting my peach. Everyone I... here is all worried about peach. No, no, you not got it. one person here wants a peach. You you got it, Wilson. I will I will let them know. And, uh, yeah, you. Everyone give, was starving, didn't want you, any peaches. You give that brandy some thought. Danger. Spoiled, uh, really. Yep. Uh you take care now. Bye-bye. Bye now. And uh, she she walks off and is able to breathe through her nose again. <laughs> Anybody else do anything? No, I'm going to sleep. Fun no. or interesting? Should be fun or interesting. We're not going to do it. Um, all right. You wake up in the morning to the howls of the darkness. Or at least it's not the underdark darkness. Yeah. It's a little different. You can almost make the outlining of, of you know that it's it's early morning, like mm-hmm. outside the mist, there's still a little bulb of, of some sunlight, but it's yeah. just hard to see. So I, I, I know the spider is probably feeling more comfortable than at home. I imagine Sarath is also at least a bit more. Oh, he has the goggles up. He's yeah. just kicking back. Like, mm-hmm. like, this is nice, actually. It's like a little vacation. Yeah. I know that's creepy for you, but. Whew, no, it's okay. This yeah. is good. Yeah. It's a good good break for you. Yeah. Uh, good morning, world. Let's go kill ourselves a dragon again. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. I want to kill a dragon. Sarah says, I have never killed a dragon, so it wouldn't be again for me. Yeah, sounds good. Have you killed a dragon, Matilda? I... Intentionally. Um... Is this another secret? Let's go kill a dragon. Oh, all right. Well, mostly because <clears throat> this uh, dragon's already been killed once. Uh, what about you, Vladislav? Love? Have you ever killed a dragon? I have not. I've seen dragon and I've connected, but no, I've not killed dragon. Jenny, that's her. Terry. Wow. 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 Good Lord. It's just Annie's name, but Terry. You can't get Terry right. Your real name is too. I know. Terry, have you ever killed a dragon? You're looking at me like you want to kill me right now, and I'm. I'm not a dragon. That we know of. I hear they do shape change. Yes. I uh, I can't say I've actually personally killed a dragon, but uh, I've been up against some pretty, pretty nasty things in my day. So uh, be quite nice to add something to the list. There you go. Yeah. Diversify. 
Get a nice head for the old hunting lodge. Hmm. Um, Diversity of killing. Yeah, last one we uh, we cooked up and barbecued. It was vicious, spicy. Really? Mm. Mm. This dragon meat really good. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially this one because it was a poison dragon, so it had a little bit of that spice in it. Mm. Mm. Delicious. Cooked all the poison out, but the flavor stayed. Mm. Alright. How far are we from Thunderland? Dunk comes oh. up and it's like, uh, you're about a, yeah, about a day away, day and a half, something like that. See, if this one's an undead dragon, does that mean it's all going to be rotten and we're not going to be able to eat it? Or does it mean just like, like prime aged beef? Well, won't know until we're there. But I imagine it's going to be completely rotten. Seraph oh. looks at y'all like, you realize you're facing off against a dragon and you're worried about how it would taste more than you are about the battle at hand? Oh, baby, come on. You know we're going to kill it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, he's he's laughing to himself. Like, you, you're right. <laughs> Probably in two rounds. <laughs> well, maybe not that quick, but... I don't think there's going to be a referee there going, ding, 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 <laughs> round two. I appreciate the confidence. You could referee. That might I be fine. I imagine I, I could. I'd rather have you there in a stabbing capacity, personally. It sounds like there'll be plenty for me to stab, so okay. he, uh, he takes out two knives, or two daggers, like, flips them around. That's very nice handy. Takes oh, out nice. his two uh, short swords from his back holsters. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. <laughs> He's making eyes over at Matilda. She's making eyes back. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get moving. <laughs> yeah! Did the Titans head up before us? What now? The Titans, the... the... They get Titans of something. Uh, the Titans of Steel. They, yeah, they had already um, they had already headed out that okay. morning. They were gonna do their own plan, Titans of Steel plan, I guess. Since uh, you guys didn't really want to um, plan. Oh, we didn't plan. No, <laughs> whatever. No, we planned. They said they were gonna <laughs> take care of all the little things. The next night goes off without a hitch, except of course you uh, you are now deeper, deeper into things just dying. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of death, not necessarily decay, just death and things that are just tainted and more mutated. All right. Any more of those uh, saber-toothed squirrels? Victor, roll me a... You already have a high perception, mm-hmm. so actually don't. Mm-hmm. It seems like Patches has been following you from a distance, just oh. just in a tree. He's like... <gasps> and then... Jumps off that limb and goes somewhere when you notice it. I'll drop some food occasionally. All right. Not too far after you drop some food, you do see him like grab it and just like tear, like tear right into it, like oh, a ferocious beast. Boy. Was that Patches? <laughs> don't want to spook him. Oh, hey, little guy. Right. Oh. All right. He's got a lot of fire in him. Yeah. There is a moment when you see the outline of Phandalin. Okay. When you approach Phandalin, there is the dirt path that goes into Phandalin. There are buildings around, which I have drawn out, and these buildings all look burned and the roofs have been caved in. It looks, this looks every bit like a town that is in smoky ruins. Well, there goes Terry's hope for finding a postal service. (laughs) As you approach the town, the only light you're, you're, you're able to truly see, a large portal. Mm. Mm, okay. And this portal is whirling with energy. How large? Um, 
like dragon size? <laughs> no, uh, it's five. Uh, it's it's five across, um, five squares, so 25 feet. Feet, but twenty-five feet, right? So twenty-five feet and twenty-five feet up. Well, you can make through through the portal because uh, who has the keenest vision right now? Probably um, the most perceptive person is probably Victor, right? Sounds right. Um, and with your goggles, I allow it um, because I want to set the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you see through this portal, almost like the hazy outline. Now, this is pretty far away, mm-hmm. but you see a hazy outline. This portal is coming from somewhere else, mm-hmm. and there is a large horde of something on the other side of that portal. And it seems like. This portal is like expanding, like it's mm. wobbling, it, it's uh, wavering, but it seems like it continues to expand. I've drawn X's on the map that are right in front of this portal. These are, these are cobalts in, um, on their knees, and there is a, there is a tentacle of arcane energy that is coming from them to the portal. So they're in a curved pattern on their knees, almost like in worship around the portal? Almost like in worship around the portal. And you um, you can see a literal arcane line of energy that is produced from them to the portal. Okay. And in front of the portal is, looks to be a feminine figure in a hooded robe. She is facing the portal right now. Okay. And her arms are, are up in the air. Mm-hmm. And you can hear chanting, just this droning chant that is coming from her. Presumably Sasha? Presumably Sasha. She noticed us yet? Yeah, let's make sure we got all the descriptions first. All right, everybody roll me a stealth check if you're trying to stealth your way in, because you right now you are right off the map. Yeah. Mm. I am super stealthy. What do you guys got? 25. Ooh. 19. Mm, 19. Disadvantage, I still made a 17. All right. Sasha does not notice you. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she's droning on, and she's droning on, and she just doesn't seem to... Either she's noticed you and she doesn't care, or she just hasn't done anything yet. She has not reacted to our presence. She has not reacted to your presence. What I've also placed are about, uh, looks like six. Mm-hmm. And these look like shambling skeletons of cobalts. Okay. And they are hmm. meandering around right now, like a like guard position. And they see nothing. All right, so they're outside of this sort of ritual area, Mm -hmm. milling about, guarding. Okay. Since you're all stealth and you can take time to kind of investigate the situation, Uh someone would notice this. Roll me an arcane check. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. All right, uh, modify 20. Modify 20. Mm -hmm. There is a shimmer around her like she is engulfed in in some kind of protected spell. Like... You can tell there's some kind of protected spell that's around here right now, just to let you know. It is active and alive, this spell. Okay. But you also want to, do you want to use that same role to uh, to investigate anything else? Yeah, I, are... wouldn't, I wouldn't know magically what's going on here. Okay. Now that you're closer, mm-hmm. now you can kind of peer in. Twelve this... to help if that helps. Between the two of you, 
This is a gate spell. Mm-hmm. This is a gate. You know, I mean, because it, it, it seems like clearly she's in the process of opening a gate to unleash this horde on the other side um, to allow that that army to come through. So one of the things I'm, I'm <clears throat> looking for, and this may require an additional role, um, is is there a weak point in this spell or ritual um, where we can disrupt it? Disrupting it, yes. It seems like these uh, these cobalts are in are part of the key to keeping the gate open, mm-hmm. at least uh, trying to widen it. Okay. She is uh, she has likely got something going on too that could that can completely close the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do notice behind that gate, there's like a a beam of of, of arcane energy kind of pulsing up and down, mm-hmm. um, which you can't see behind the gate right now, but you can tell that's probably some kind of magic device that's uh, helping out the whole situation. Okay. So likely, and you rolled really well, so likely it's a, um, it's a combination of likely killing those cobalts mm-hmm. or disrupting them or taking yeah. them out of that state. That'll likely stop the gate from, from getting wider. But outside of that, to stop the gate completely, you probably need a little time after after you maybe murder Sasha, or yeah. you can probably attempt to take out that artifact. But you know that that artifact is probably that artifact will probably stop the whole damn thing. Yeah. But that artifact, you know, is probably hard to um, stop. Probably hard to stop. Any sign of the dragon? You see no sign of the dragon. Anybody with higher perception see anything about the dragon? Hey, buddy. Mm. Yeah, you see no sign of the dragon. Okay. Well, uh, let us have a look over to Matilda. I think I can disrupt it in one, in one spell. All cobots. I, mean, I assume that you told us the information. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I put... um, through a cantrip uh, message, because I don't want to say anything out loud. Uh, I, I have it, too. Yeah. So I'll message back to you. Mm-hmm. I have one of fire that I can put right here in curve. On oh. all cobalts. Sweet. Yeah. Do that. If that does not wake them out of trance, then... Or fry them. Yes, it's one of the two. That works, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. Do that. We've all got uh, ranged abilities, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah. Do any of us besides me have to be right up in people's faces? I don't think so. Right. Because if you'd like, I can offer the three of you a bit of protection. I'll take protection. I mean, I won't say no to it. Okay. Uh, Tyr's going to... How much closer do you need to get? I can do it right here. So you can stay within 10 feet of me. I'll go if you need me to stay in range with you. I go, but I don't need. Oh, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to go in there and just bum rush that bitch right in the portal. Just shove her on in there and then close it down. And then, uh, of course, turn all the undead and turn them to dust. Because by then they'll be in the radius of my my godly abilities. Same. Well, you, well, but while I do the flame, you could telekinesis push her into portal. Well, the most important part for me was the positioning, because from that from that position, I can affect all the undead at once. Mm-hmm. And I, then, so I do that. You throw up your wall of fire. It can make it a lot more difficult for them to do anything to us, but you have to stay within what I create. It'll protect at least the two of you. Okay. Yes. Tyria's gonna start muttering, like she's gonna begin concentrating on her holy symbol. Mm-hmm. I am casting magic circle. Okay. Third level, say ten foot radius. So really, it'll only. Yeah. 
Everybody would have to be in a circle around you. And before we start this, uh, I'm going to look at Matilda. Just so you're protected, mm -hmm. I'm going to spend two points uh, and cast twins uh, to convert, uh, sorcery points to convert a spell to hit two people, and I'm casting stone skin on me and her. Okay. Okay. Well, you okay. now have resistance to all physical damage. I'll take it. They don't have to be in a complete... So radius is from Sorry, a point outward, right? Sorry, non-magical piercing. Right. Correct. Blunt so and feet. slash. Yeah, all the way around. Yeah, all the so, way around. So, yeah, as long as they're near, it's fine. Um, but it's 20 feet tall as well. Okay. It's a cylinder. Um, so after a minute, you all start seeing runes appear about 10 feet out every every foot or so around us. Okay. Um, you, you cannot be charmed frightened or possessed uh, and any creature has disadvantage on an attack roll against you as long as you stay in the circle. Cool. Okay. So you all get a surprise round. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get to go again. Well, we'll get to go in the order of, of, of actual combat initiative. So let's start with Tiri. In this surprise round, and go. Well, before that, oh, uh, yeah. before all of this, like in the same, when we were all discussing it, I wanted to cast uh, Enhance Ability on myself. Okay. So that'll give me advantage on strength rolls. Very good. All right, so now, but uh, let's get on the list. All, all right. right. Um, Terry's going to, as the last rune starts to glow and the cylinder goes straight up, um, she's actually going to leave the circle and she will move toward the ocean she's just igniting dawnbringer okay so she and, like charging so you guys are all basically in a line like like probably behind some bushes or something like talking about your next battle plan and then uh once you do that you ignite that everyone gets all their uh enhancements enhancing spells up Tiri takes her dawnbringer up lights it aflame and starts moving towards just so you know, Sasha. Yeah, there's about to be a 20-foot-high wall of fire. And let's move to now Vladislav. Well, you can hold your action until she moves past it. Would she have known that? Did, were you discussing that? Or I'm trying to do this on the surprise round, so... Yeah, if you don't tell people, then I'm going to say, then you he, don't know that. Well, he did mention that much. wall of fire, but that may have been the super whispery part. She was casting yeah. the magic circle. She wouldn't have been uh, You could get no, right we, up we, to we her if, uh, if you double move and you weren't doing anything else this round. You can actually double move. Bonus action? Yeah. All right, or yeah. Two move actions, right? I'm going to get yeah. right up in her face. All right. She looks very surprised, and she turns around, and she has a... She has a a mask, a demonic-looking mask, and she just looks at you as much as a person behind a mask could be. Her, the eyes wide. Yeah, Tears just all up in her face. All okay. Right. Matilda sees her turn around a little bit and sees the mask on her. Not me! It's not me! The mask seems to be uh, almost like a fluid mask, too. Like, it seems to almost slightly animate its features. So that's how you kind of see that it's a surprise look. Just ever so slightly, the mask kind of shifts, and you see the eyes kind of widen a bit, almost like the mask is a part of the person, in a sense. I was having a conversation like... with my god, and you interrupted. Victor Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am... Doing my staff, and I'm double moving right in here with the intent to uh, to bull rush. 
but uh, that's right. going to be the next action. Victor, you have the highest perception of anyone, and when you get close enough to the portal, you realize that when you look off, you see a, a sea of uh, looks like undead creatures, right? And this mm. big, large cavern of sorts. It seems you, you know the Underdark at this point. This feels mm. like the Underdark. In the middle, you see a huge, not the size of the Demogorgon, but you see a really large, probably um, probably about 15, 20 feet tall. And since you're a religious guy, you would know this. And Tiri, you could see this pretty well too at this point, now that you're right up there. This is every bit looks like Orcus, the, uh, the uh, demon lord of undeath. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it seems far off in the distance, and it's just slowly kind of kind of getting going towards the uh, the portal. Okay. Uh, seeing you know this see. as I'm bull rushing her shield in front, would it be possible to uh, spend my inspiration to uh, to finish my bull rush in this round? Yeah. Okay, then that's what I'm going to do. Inspired by the terror of Orcus on the other side, I want this shit over as quickly as possible. And after being, uh, having charged all the way to her, I'm going to, inspired by terror, <laughs> uh, continue on my bull rush. This is a, like, this not only is it just a sea of undeath. Yeah. Of all kinds of underdark undeath, too. But yeah, it's Orcus with his, uh, uh, yeah, Orcus is just a, a terrifying thing. I should actually. We'll get a picture of Orcus um, and show you guys in a second. Probably up in my room, but whatever. Um, yeah, he's holding like a um, a large like uh, skull-looking staff, and he's just waving it around. And things around him are crawling out of the ground, and things are coming up. It is he, and he's a monster, and he's coming towards you. Yeah, it's terrifying. So yeah, so you finished a bull rush. You want to do a contested strength check? I I, I did. That's going to be a crit twenty. Oh. All right. So she is pushed into the portal. And when she gets into the portal, you notice that there's some stairs. Like, uh, whatever this other side of this portal is, it looks like it's a, um, it looks like it's the start of some kind of underground um, temple of some sort. And she's going to lose her footing mm -hmm. and fall down the stairs. And as she tumbles down the stairs, I'm going to shout out, catchphrase! <laughs> I couldn't think of anything pithy. I'm sorry, guys. At your feet, you notice the mask has fallen off of their face. And they're just sitting there staring right up at you. And you look up, and she looks like a human. Mm -hmm. um, but with tattoos all up her neck and onto her cheeks. Just, uh... Letting you know what you see, and she looks at you, which is like, ah! and her eyes are actually swollen over with just uh, no pupils, just black mm -hmm. blackness, and she starts trying to get herself back up from uh, from that. All right, you two, um, I'm talking to Vlad is love and um, and Matilda. You held mm -hmm. your actions. Yep. So now let's remove her from the mm -hmm. for now. Because okay. she's been pushed into the portal. He has been pushed into the portal. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so now the wall of fire is going up. The wall of fire, uh, since we have never cast it before, 
uh, is up to 60 feet long, 20 feet high, and a foot thick. In a ringed or 20 foot feet in diameter, 20 feet high, uh, 1 foot thick, depending on how you place it. Uh, when the wall appears, each creature within the area must make a deck saving throw on a failed slave save. The creature takes 5d8 fire damage. And half as what? On a... Mm-hmm. 5d8 fire damage? Mm-hmm. Okay. So how does that look? How does that feel? What's the flavor? Ground starts, uh, I would imagine the, the ground starts smoking, sparking, and just erupts flame. Like, uh, what is Vladislav doing to, to do this? He is, well, his kinda... hands are just going up. All right. So his hands go up at the same time, a wall, a ring of fire. Like, like, like uh, Fantasia. A ring of fire. <laughs> like with nails like that. Kind of like okay. that, except fire instead of water. Okay. You do that. Uh, and So now there's an arched wall of fire in front of the portal. Mm-hmm. And reaching back behind it. Okay. So in between um, the portal and... Uh, now, Tiri and Victor are inside this little arc shape between the portal and the kobolds and this wall of fire. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you guys are surrounded by fire and portal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Terry's mm-hmm. quite at home. <laughs> yeah, so what that does, it does engulf the, uh, the kobolds in fiery, flamey death, and they die screaming. And the... The, uh, skull, the skeletons, they burn up in the dust. And the kobolds? Yes, all dead. All dead. Thank you. I was looking at that one X left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as that happens, you notice the spell. The spell itself starts, like the, uh, the portal, what you know about gate spells, by the way, is the gate mm-hmm. remains open for a while after you cast it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like because she's behind the wall, mm-hmm. and because the uh, the things that kind of are powering this spell, in general, have been dead are dead except for the um, whatever is pulsating with light behind the actual portal itself. Yeah. The uh, wall seems to almost freeze over with arcane, like an arcane lock that goes like it's wavering. Okay. It's still up, but it. It feels like it would take some amount of effort to get through this portal. Like, this is a... It's in shutdown mode? It's in shutdown mode, yeah. Okay. It's, like, gone to sleep mode, but not totally shut down yet. Yeah. Okay. It's starting the shutdown process. There's nothing powering the portal to be open at this point. So it is now riding on... You imagine, um, probably takes about a minute. Yeah. So about the rest of this, will it'll start shutting down. But it feels like... Everything you did is probably going to be harder for anything to come through. Good. Very good. All right. Now we just got a few more skeletons left. So In my move action, I just run up. Okay. By the way. Um, now we're going to be at the top of the round. Uh, Matilda do anything? Right? I yeah. did not do anything. Oh, she no, didn't do anything. I, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. She did. I just described some stuff to her. I, I did not get my, uh, my surprise round. Um, and... I don't know. What would I like to do? I think I want a magic missile. These um, remaining little... Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just split up the magic missile and just... Yeah. Do something with them? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to step forward because, you know, I want to be a little closer to everything that's going on. Um, And, yeah, there are four remaining skeletons. I can uh, hit three of them. 
right? Only three missiles at your level? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Magic missile you can expend. No, yeah, second level or higher, the spell creates one more dot or one more dart for each uh, slot level. Oh, that's right. It doesn't first. go up by caster level anymore. It goes up by a spell. By a sp you know what? Yeah. Screw it. Let's cast it at um, second level, and then I'll have four. There's four of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, may not take him out, but I'll at least hit them all. And uh, that's going to be 1d4 plus one force damage. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be four points of damage to all four of them. All right. They take it. They are not looking great. Okay. Because well, they're was, skeletons. That was my, my surprise round. All right, so now we're at the top of your round. Is it a surprise round? Or is that how it spells work? What? I don't think so. Surprise to get back damage. No, that's a coup de gras. Right? Coup de gras. Coup de gras. Coup de gras. Like a cougar gras. Which I've dated before. Cougar gras? Isn't that an Alexander High School pep rally? I think so. Top of the round! I've dated that too. Down of the round. So we're at the top of the round. Uh, so the first person to go will be Tiri. Well. Um, she's gone. What's going to do now? I know. Uh, but I can still see into the portal, yeah? Yeah, you can see into the portal. Uh-huh. And you see that... Uh, you see some undead hordes starting to uh, climb the top of these uh, the the temple. Uh, and the steps. Trying to trying to get to the steps. Well, we can't have that. Uh, I'll use my action to turn the unholy as my channel divinity. Uh, I need any fiend or undead within thirty feet of me mm -hmm. to make a wisdom saving throw. I'll make it for the group. They roll the five. Okay. Okay. Well, my spell save DC is 15. So that's the max fail. Um, all right. So what happens to them? They are turned for one minute and must spend all of their turn moving away from me. They cannot move to a space within 30 feet of me and cannot use reactions. And that's anything that can see you do it? See or hear me. See or hear you within do Within 30 feet. Okay. So, uh... Like everything is climbing up the stairs. Yeah, everything climbing up the stairs. So the, yeah, I like that Panics. cinematically. There's uh so there's like a where, how do you do that? Like it's what like is a, a uh, I imagine it's like a like a um what do you call that when uh you know in the movie effects and like when the Death Star blows open like the, yeah. the radiant wave, like mm -hmm. the shock wave. Uh I'll have my holy symbol and just slam the uh not the holy symbol, but I'm gonna take the fire sword and just crash it on the ground in front of me. And it creates a shockwave that just sort of like tumbles over them. All right. So those two skeleton, or uh, those two skeletons um, that are actually out in the field of play, are they within a range? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so they. Uh, For its action, it can only use the dash action or try to escape from the effect that prevents it from moving. If there's nowhere to move, the creature uses a dodge. Like it, it's yeah. trying to get away from me. So those creatures are trying to get away from you as well. The ones that are actually on the field. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, there's a, but there's a. There's a radiant tidal wave that flashes out into the portal, and you see a wave of undead, because there were waves of them starting mm -hmm. to run up this palace, uh, this temple, and they start turning around and climbing over each other to get past, um, to not 
be near you at yep. all. I've just made their day a lot more difficult. Yeah. So now there's a there's a blockage of uh, of some that haven't been turned that are trying to get to the temple doors, and there's there's now an entire row trying to get away from you, and they're all dumb and dead things that are just like crashing into each other. So that's the scene you see right there. There is still um, Sasha who's trying to pick herself back up, and is she's, she on the other side of the horde? Yeah, she's on, she well, she's still on the steps. So the horde hadn't quite reached the steps yet, ah, and okay. so they're clearing away from her. But she's I'm going to say she's at the bottom of the steps, like cinematically, mm-hmm. and she's looking up. And we're going to say, I mean, when you pushed her down, it was probably uh, uh, we're going to say 25 feet down the steps. Mm-hmm. So she's probably not super far from getting trampled if the folks that are climbing up make it past the folks that are running away. She's not in a good situation, no matter where what you uh. Okay. What you're saying. Yeah. Coming or going, there are undead that are like stumbling over her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I bought us some time. Does she still have her protective shield? A little shimmering? Yes. Okay. She okay. still has her protective shield up. Okay. Did not help versus Victor just bull rushing her in. Mm-hmm. But she has a protective shield up. Okay. Yeah. So Vladis loves go. Um, Vladislav wants to get a good look on whatever that thing is behind the portal. You mentioned mm-hmm. there was like a machine. You can't see it, only that you can see pulsating light behind the portal. Yeah. Because imagine this portal's 25 feet up. Yep. All you're seeing is pulsating light from yep. behind the portal. So you yep. can't actually see the thing I put out on the table. I know. Uh, but I yeah, see the yeah. pulsating light. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do, use my move action to go here to see if I can see it. As I'm running, though. Can you see um, past a wall of fire? It's opaque. It's opaque? Yeah. It's oh. opaque. Oh, cool. Um... As I'm running, I'm gonna I'm gonna Is that fire. True? <laughs> it's actually. I mean, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. it's not. I just never. Like I believe you. I just wanted to make an opaque. So opaque would mean you cannot. Correct. The wall is opaque and lasts for for a duration, so you I can't see through it. Opaque meant you. Okay, that's, that's, no, that's, that's okay. I'm still, still, still doing what I'm doing. Okay, um, so you still I'm, can't see past your own wall of fire. Yeah, as I'm doing it, I'm gonna cast. Magic missile, um, and split one, two bolts on this guy and one on this guy as I'm running. Like as an action, I'm just gonna hold my hand out. Okay, as bolts. you're running, like two bolts of magic missile go yeah. out. All right, and that'll be four points for this guy and two points for that guy. Okay, uh, you blew off their, you blew off like a leg and an arm, but they're still somehow up. That's fair. Because you did six points, and now you did what two, four, and then two. Okay. The one needed four to pick him up. He is blasted to pieces. The guy did two two. No, he's not looking hot. That's it for me. So now it is Matilda's go. Okay. Um, I am going to walk up to this other remaining skeleton, and I am going to try to hit him with my rapier, because I don't get to use that often enough. All right. Why? Well, I, I agree. Mm, yeah. Who casually just walk by it? And... Yeah. So I'm gonna hit. With yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Does, does not matter what amount of damage you do. Uh-huh. You're probably gonna kill it. So how do you oh, kill it? How would okay. you like to kill this thing with your rapier? All right. Um, well, it's an elemental rapier, mm-hmm. and uh, so I like fire. I'm a little inspired by yeah. the wall of fire. Yeah. Um, so my rapier is. No, this going is like to... art to you, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You can't see what's going on yeah, anymore to I... the portal. Nope. But... No idea. But mm-hmm. I am just going to light my rapier on fire, and then I'm going to, in a, um, I want to be like Zoro moment, 
mm-hmm. like try to uh, put my initials in this little skeleton's r- ribbons. Okay. So you put your initials in the skeleton's ribbon, and for a moment it sticks until the entire thing just falls apart. Shh. And yep. it just goes limp into ashes. the yeah, limp and ashes just mm-hmm. explodes out. Yep, that's great. Yeah, I just I just wanted a little swashbuckling kind of <laughs> moment. Glad is love. Hi. You hear from right behind your neck a low voice that grumbles, and it says, "Where are you going, little devil?" As poking oh, out of the distance. Just like crawling out to you, basically. There's a dragon. Who uh, rolled a crit 20 on his stealth. Sneaky dragon. Super sneaky dragon. Yep. He puts his wings out really grand, and he goes, You will all live in fear of Orcus. And uh, it does nothing, because it was supposed to be a frightful presence. Mm, Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. We had a really but good none purpose. of you, yeah. none of you can possibly be frightened, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I want you to know that there was a, there was like this magical aura of source that kind of bounced right off of you, and mm-hmm. your tummy feels so full of food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It is. It is. I'm gonna turn back around to him and say in, in draconic, "Who did this to you?" <laughs> a red mage with the power that you do not possess. Power the babe? <laughs> it's like, what the power? <laughs> I suggest you leave. My All on Draconic. Suggest you join.